Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach. Yeah, I'm Benton. Also, also your host, Benton. <laughs> and we're here to talk about all things Louisville soccer. Well, it's... professional Louisville soccer. Well, I, if Louisville does something cool, we'll talk about it. But primarily focused on racing in Louisville City. Yeah, and this week is a is a weird week. We're when one team that's used to winning does not win, and the other team that's used to losing doesn't lose. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of tables lot of mixed have turned this week. this week. Yeah, really has. Before we get into that, Dale Benton, what are you into this week? Well, Zach, brother, I want you to pay attention because Sacramento <laughs> versus Louisville City is not the only encounter happening in California. Yeah, we got Cody yeah, Rhodes, the, the American Nightmare versus Roman Reigns, the Tribal Tree. WrestleMania 39 is this weekend. Miss Elizabeth. Oh, oh, thank God that came across how I wanted to. I was really hoping that gave off Macho Man vibes about it. But yeah. Wrestling is a guilty pleasure. I think I mixed it with Hulk Hogan a little bit there. I was doing a little bit. It's just, you know, it's basically the same. You know, I'm just going for like generic 80s wrestler tone there. You know, I don't cut promos. I don't do this normally. But that is this weekend. I'm very excited. It's a two-night event now. Uh, They only started doing that in the past few years. So night one, well, I won't get to see all of because of uh, the Wolves City match. I'll rewatch that later. But night two, Sunday night, that's the big one. That's the one I'm really excited about. So. I don't normally pay attention to day-to-day of wrestling. I'll watch the pay-per-views, but I've been paying a little bit more attention over these past few weeks because of the lead-up to WrestleMania. So it'll be fun. You know, it's just a big spectacle. It's just, you know, just, you know, tune out just and enjoy. Just some oily dudes, like, rubbing on each other. It's, it's suspend Suspend your disbelief and just enjoy. I mean, like, some of the shit that they do is pretty crazy. Like, you know, it's... People say wrestling's fake. It's not fake. It's staged. You know, they're ta- they're taking some of these bumps. And, you know, some of the props and whatnot might be a little rigged or whatnot, but it's... You know, jumping through a table, even a rig table, isn't the uh, most comfortable thing in the world. But anyway, I'm looking forward to I that. I do think in in the way people use it, fake does mean staged. Yeah, semantics. <laughs> I just think it gets too much of a bad rap. Oh man, I uh, one of one of my podcasts I was listening to this week, uh, uh, wrestling came up, 
And I think they were talking. They were talking about uh, kayfabe. Oh yeah, that's a word I've read but not actually said. I don't. I've probably said that not the way. I think it's one of those words that like it's like a 50 50 split, like uh, GIF and JIF. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) we're we're talking about like 80s wrestling cave. Apparently, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's wife did not realize it was staged (laughs) and would like get mad about people cheating (laughs) against him. Considering she was like a paid performer there, that makes it even more funny. It's not like she was just like on like just like watching from the stands or husband. Like she was actively part of the yeah. the performance. That makes it that much better. That's commitment. That's commitment to, <laughs> to not correct that the first time it comes up. <laughs> so oh. yeah, Zach, what are you interested in this week? Ah, uh, all right. So this week, uh, I rewatched a, a a classic that I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, Repo Man. Have you seen Repo That's Man? That's been on my list for quite a while, but I haven't got around to watching it. Yeah, the the Emilio Estevez and Harry Dean Stanton classic. I've been uh, like I I've got I've got like an old TV with a built-in VCR in my home office that I use for playing like Super Nintendo and old game systems because I'm a hipster. But uh, because it's in here, I've been picking up old VHS tapes on the cheap, and I'll just put them in to, for something to listen to while I'm working. Uh, but yeah, so I've been on a weird, like a weird punk B movie, '80s movies kick, and I watched Repo Man this week, and it's great. The fact that you're watching on VHS, like, really, just like makes the whole aesthetic about it. You truly are a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a movie that works best on VHS. <laughs> there, you got a couple of those. So. So two things are one, you brought up the the old school TV like that. And just a fun fact, I don't I don't get like heavily involved in like the Super Smash Brothers scene or anything. But I know that those players like the old CRT TVs because the of lag. the flash rates and whatnot. So they yeah. have yeah, so the so the prices like kind of went back up on those CRT TVs. I got in right. I got things. in right before the prices went back up. Yeah. When, so that's a that's kind of in the meta, if you will. Well, and and the other I thing, always thought that that was just like a a perfectionist thing that smash bros kids did and that it wasn't really that big of a difference but i like i thought that i got worse at all my old nintendo games when i was been playing them last few years i'm like these are harder than i remember them being and uh then when i actually got this tv and switched over from my hd tv to this i was like oh oh there was a significant amount of lag (laughs) that i did not realize and and it's it's much easier to play on this old TV, and especially when you're getting into like the competitive scene. Those like frame rates and stuff like really matter. Yeah. So it, so for the people that are going out and buying them, like they, that's like that's the that's, those are the kind of marginal like gains that they need to get better. Yeah. The the input lag actually is a thing. Like it is better to play games on it. And then also, in my experience, some of the like. N64 and Super Nintendo games that were made for those kind of TVs actually do look a little better on them because the yeah. newer TVs, like the big clean pixels are just not the intended look. And the artist yeah. used like the, some of the artifacts from CRTs to actually get some like blur in there that was intended and it makes stuff look a little more painterly. Yeah. So anyway. yeah, if, if you plug your N64 and your 70 inch uh, 4k TV, it, it's, it's hard to look, look like at. shit. Yeah. It's going. It's just. It's just going to look really bad, and not just because it's old, but because of that factor. You're. They you're were totally relying on. on 
built-in anti-aliasing from the TV being fuzzy that yeah. when you don't get makes it look very hard to look at. Yeah. Now, one other note on the whole VHS front, I'm glad and I'm glad you kind of indirectly brought this up. One thing I'm exploring, I always like to look for new avenues to to do stuff within the soccer space, you know, that's kind of why I got in the film photography. Like I didn't even know you were in it at the time. That was a happy coincidence. And so one other thing I'm kind of, I'm looking into is, is what I want to do is like, you know, the old, like not the full, like camera, like news camera, VHS um, cameras, but like the more handheld ones with the yeah, mini camcorder. VHS. Yeah. I want to try. I, my parents have one of those and if it's still working and it gives off the quality that I want and I can transport to the computer, I might try posting up, by my seat and have it pointed at the goals and like when when we're here goal scoring opportunities hit record and see if i can get some cool like just like a good look a different angle you know different style to it it's one thing like i could film it like on my phone or something like nice and then like throw some sort of after effects thing on it but i want the real authentic thing so if that works out like i think it could be really cool but we'll see <laughs> you can get an old dv camera and do a skate video style and I was telling my dad about it. I'm like, hey, do we still have this? He was going to bring the old big-ass news camera one. I'm like, no, that's a little too obnoxious. I need to hit the middle ground, like one that's actually like I can carry in one hand. Oh, boy. So. If I set up my old 4x5 film camera and you got a VHS tape, we are going to get so many questions at the stadium. Here's the thing. I've, I've realized when you kind of like hit your 30s, you stop giving a shit what people think. <laughs> so I run around with my film camera. Oh, man, I, I hope my, to hit that face. I have my bucket hat and my jacket. Did you like my jacket, by the way? It's a pretty sweet jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's talk about soccer. I'm kind of delaying talking about the one match, but we, we need to rip the Band-Aid and, and yeah, get to let's it, do, Let's do the tough match first and get that out of the way, and then we'll talk about the match that we're happy about. <laughs> That'll make me feel better. All right. Louisville versus El Paso. Home opener, Bitten. Some good news. Record attendance for a home opener. And the thing about that is, is that I knew Bachfest was going on. This is a midday game. And beforehand, I'm like, oh, crap, Bachfest is going to eat into that attendance. People are going to like the, like the casual fan might go to Bachfest instead of the game. I'm like, darn. But I think it was the complete opposite. I went to Bachfest before the um, before the match. There were so many purple shirts, jerseys, whatnot in yeah, that crowd. And I think a lot of people. Day. Yeah, they made they made their way over. So I was completely wrong on that front. My wife had some of her friends. We just ran into them randomly there, and they ended up going from Bachfest to the game. She even ended up attending. It was her second ever match. <laughs> she was not planning on going either. Has she been told? Uh, I hope she enjoyed it because it's her last match of the season. Hey, 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 hey. She <laughs> went to, to the Tampa match last year. We won that one. And guess what? Every time she's gone, Jack Harlow has went. So she's a and, and, good luck charm in that will bring that was out mainstream the stars. Because I, we went over to my parents for dinner on Sunday, and mom was like, did you see Jack Harlow? Is that the soccer game? Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I saw the pictures on there. I couldn't figure out which box he was in, but I, I didn't care all that much either. It's not like I was going to go over there and bother him or anything. <laughs> but yeah, attendance record, I think it was 10,800, something around there. 10,880. Yeah. Doing that from memory. Uh so, a nice clean number. I mean, that's a plus, I guess. Uh, it is. I uh, think there were a lot of new fans at that match. Like, yeah. there's like a lot of like <laughs> casual fans. Not really and, like, the not really the performance you want to put on for the new fans. It's not. I mean, I think so, all in all, they they still had a good day. But yeah, like not a good yeah. chunk in the pitch. Zero to three loss is a super windy day. It feels like two of those three goals the wind played a part in, at the very least. It was just. 
it was a weird game. Like the vibe was weird. They like, I I was looking at the stats and, and on paper and even rewatching the, the, the like condensed 10 minute clips of the game. Like it on paper and in the clips, it looked like a normal sort of Louisville city performance, but it definitely didn't feel like that in the stadium. It felt flat. Like it, it, even before, and they, they they had a pretty good start to the game, but even even before they got down a lot, it just like did not feel like the intensity that I think we're used to seeing. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of hard to it's a hard game for me to judge because I think looking at looking at it on paper, I'm like it it appears like you know they did the stuff they normally do. I I I don't. That gives that gives me a reason to not be super concerned moving forward. Also, they were missing some important players, so, so I don't know. I I am ready to chalk this up to be in like a weird fluky kind of game. So I will agree with you that I think I think at the end of the day we're gonna look back and it was a weird fluky game, you know, yeah. a la Monterey Bay from last season. That was kind of our marquee, our oopsie daisy like upset yeah. match. But well, I think that, I have a little that bit... first goal wasn't even a shot; it was a cross. It was just a cross that went in. Probably should have been marked better. Louisville City also uh, had a cross that just about scored a goal on. So that's where it's like, man, I think that wind might have been playing a bigger part than we realized. I I think a few shots maybe, but all in all, like I think I I guess I have a little bit more hardline stance of it. Like the reason like you're having these weird feelings about it is because it was very much a Louisville City game. Look at the average position of our players and the opposition players. We were all up in their grill. You look at the stats. We pretty much won out in all the statistical areas except for the score line. But I agree with you they're flat. It was yeah, it was one of those matches where, yeah, they like on paper they did like I'm gonna use air quote well, but we know that they should have done better. That's the missing link there, is that we like, yeah, it was good, but it should have been better, and we know that. Like, look at the expected goal values, for example. We won out on that 1.44 to 0.92. I mean we only had like one or two like really good like say, looks on goal. To interject there, I think defensively that's a good performance. One point four is actually pretty low for a Louisville City home game. That they that's my one my one takeaway from all three games this season is that Louisville is still not producing the amount of good chances that I think they typically yeah. have in the past. Agreed. Uh, uh, and that's I mean they scored three goals in one of the games, but if you look at the amount of shots they've had and the amount of like XG, they're still pretty far below their usual averages. So I that agree. stands out to me. Like, even though they won there, that's still, you kind of yeah. want them up around two for a home game. I agree. Yeah. And that's the point I was wanting to get at is ultimately like our attack felt like it was there. They were present. They were like by and large threatening, but like you go look at that flow chart. They're like, how many of those were serious goal scoring attempts? Again, not that many. You would have expected for, a higher goal scoring tally and on the opposite side of things goals conceded all three of the goals that we conceded were were in relative relative gauges of just garbage goals like yeah. they were bad in a in a more a normal a more normal Louisville City side would have stopped those and wouldn't have let those happen like well so that first I mean, goal I think maybe one of those three gets in but it's a cross into the box I don't want to pick on him because I feel like he kind of got no, you, you need the to I mean he's 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 two of the three. You got to. I yeah. mean, when you but, sign that contract, you got to be ready. Yeah, Kwamzi, like, 
I don't know if it took a weird dip because of the wind or if he just got muscle out of the way, but like he was stood up in position to block that cross and then just sort of ducked out of the way of it. So I think, I think he kind of got boxed out a little bit or, or he judged the flight wrong, but then it just went right past him into the goal. (laughs) So Uh, I, I have a little bit different interpretation of that one. So he was marking a guy who was running across the box and then that, that cross came came into the box, and by the you know, by mid flight, you could tell it was going to be behind the attacker. But rather than going for the ball, he took like maybe a step or two, just like an instant, just enough where he continued to follow that that uh, that guy he was marking, which kind of pulled him out of position from getting away of the ball. And then for poor Kyle Morton, he couldn't see any of that shit till yeah. to a pretty two. It was closer. a weird like in the stadium that one felt weird because it yeah the ball felt like it went past like three players and and no one. No one, no one stood it like took a step towards it and just sort of watched it go into the back yeah, of the net. I mean, it was a, it was a weird goal. It, it did not have a ton of speed on it. It was like a kind of a slow. It was a cross. I feel bad for for Ramsey Kwasmi. Is that how we're agreeing to say his last name? Kwasmi. I have a Kwasi, feeling that Kwasi, I'm. Kwasi, yeah. I, I this is gonna sound rude. I have a feeling I'm not have to get too intimately familiar with his name, but. Um, well, and like I, I said, it's. It, I don't I don't think the plan was for him to be starting this early in the season. I mean, like he's coming out of college. I think you would expect like to get some time with the team and work your way up. And just because of injuries and international call ups, we had to start our fifth stream center back, which is like never ideal. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, one one thing to point out and this this kind of didn't I didn't know this until after the fact is Jordan Scarlett. He was not on the, the on the list of absent players but when i asked about that later apparently he he i guess did a little something in practice and just like wasn't looking right maybe kind of on this fringe like maybe yeah. not like bad enough to it. be on the injury report but also like he doesn't look right he doesn't look good we're not going to start him so i think that's where uh where, where ramsey came in the mix and again like i feel bad for him i love cheering on all the all the young guys like i'm always going to be a big supporter of him but it was really a debut to forget i mean yeah. He was, he was, I think, at, at fault really for for the first two goals. He was out by that by the half. So and he then that, yeah, the second goal was a goalie kicked the ball. I don't remember if it was like a set play goal kick or a drop kick, but took a bounce just past midfield, kind of misjudged the flight of the ball. Attacker got on the other side of him, one on one with the keeper. A really good shot from him because he he picked out the back corner, but kind of a. He lost the one-on-one battle. Judge that's, those. You gotta. Well, I mean, you gotta judge the flight of those in the air, and that's where I think, I I think it's a little bit misjudgment, a little bit like winds probably made that took a, a different bounce than he was expecting. But yeah, another maybe, maybe, maybe another but play like you don't see a lot of, it, like scoring directly off from the keeper like that. You're, you're 40 minutes in that game plus like pre like warm up, like you you know the wind is, is there at that point. But I so I don't I don't know yeah, if that's man, kind but of the it's, full it's full unpredictable because I. Um, I get it, but he's a oh, professional player. Someone had a shot from outside the box that on the replay, it changed direction in the air three times. Was it Matiti's long one? I think, I think it might have been Matiti's, but because the one of them, the, the, the camera shot from the press box, it was looking like directly over the player's shoulder when he kicked it. And you can see it like dip and cut back and then dip again yeah. because the it was spinning and then the wind blew it back and then stopped. Like it's just, that's why 
you always hear in windy games like that, like shoot from deep, take your chances because ball does weird things in the air on days yeah. like that. I mean, even like let's let's put the wind factor aside, even in kind of marking that guy in the scenario, you you know, it's automatically going to be a kind of one on one battle. Just never let him based get behind placement. Yes. Even, and he yeah. just he just needs to at least buy time for more people to kind of come in and help. And and again, like I get he's new and there's still going to be a level of grace, but it's certainly a, a debut to forget. And I hope that it's only better days from here on out from there. And, and I hope he becomes goal, stronger from that. Just like a terrible, terrible decision and execution from Dia on that. Just a bad, bad pass back. Uh, yeah, where he kind of he kind of split his his he split Manny and 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 Sean Tosh. Well, and it's also Vegas like neither. number one rule of thumb is if like if you're under pressure, never let your bailout pass be like directly sideways towards the middle of the field as a defender. Like. It, if you if you have no other options, just like bomb it towards a corner. That, mm-hmm. That's it's always, it's the most dangerous type of pass to make as as just like a backup. Yeah, you just yeah. I mean, I, I well, think yeah. Then, the ultimate weight of that. Go ahead. Talk about how close everything was. I I watched that replay like ten times to see how because Manny timed his slide perfect on that shot, and that ball went under Manny's leg as he was sliding by like a, a fraction of an inch. He just barely missed blocking that shot. It's just another, yeah, it's a weird game. The game of inches, but yeah, I mean, Amadou was probably largely at fault for that, for that last goal there, but also you kind of want, I would, I would just wish one of the two would have just been more decisive and at least have tried to go for it. Cause both like had that pause for a few seconds, like looking at each other. Yeah. And it, so there's almost I feel like maybe a little bit of a communication element to that one as well. But that's that's a that's a minor that's a minor component of it in my mind. Well, then I feel I mean, like I say this all the time, but yet another yet another instance of of Jorge making a very good shot and then being denied by the crossbar. Oh, my God, that poor guy. Yeah. Come, go back to the game of inches. How he many that- mirrors did he break? Man, one of my predictions this season is that he was going to he was going to overcorrect on his on his poor luck and so far that has not aged well i mean we're only talking about 30 minutes of action thus far but still I mean, he's like, right there he looked good yeah he did he did he was yeah yeah i, yeah, I don't want to see too him far back. Ahead. I, I think the team will benefit as he's able to play more minute more minutes i think he was I know technically was out and and i know a lot of people are saying like team can't create chances without ombi i think in the attack they looked good when jorge was in there so i think long term like once he's back to full minutes i feel a lot better about the attack even even with ombi out or cam out just right now it's like several people all at once which adds up yeah so so two things there one um i think jorge was actually voted like man of the match which i think is probably weirdly (laughs) kind of maybe close to right which sucks because having a player that played 30 minutes and didn't score a goal win your man in the match i think tells you everything you need to about the match (laughs) A player who was subbed on at halftime and subsequently subbed off before the end of the match, which that was technically, I guess, uh, you know, according to to Coach Cruz afterwards, kind of prearranged thing. Yep. They only knew well, he was going to play limited times. And I, I think I said to like our season ticket mate next to us, like even if that wasn't prearranged, look, it's the end of a of a blowout loss. He's already coming off yeah. injury. Like, get him off of there. He he's looking good. We don't need him out there any longer than he needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Under normal circumstances, I would I would probably really judge subbing on a guy than subbing him back off. I mean, like 
for non if, like if he wasn't injured but this is like the rare occurrence where like it kind of made sense for for the reasons that you said like we've and, done that like, with cam before where when if you know if you want to get some minutes out of somebody but they're not fully in game shape you can sub them off at the very end or you can sum them off at halftime and make another sub I, i'm i'm okay with that with people coming back off of, off yeah. of injury if if we weren't at such a tragic spot at halftime, he probably would have waited till like sixty minutes to sub in and yeah. let him see out the rest of the game. But like maybe I guess this, spark. the situation necessitated him coming on a little earlier than maybe kind of like half pre planned. So weirdness all around. Um, did you have any more thoughts on the match itself? Because I do have some thoughts on some of the post game comments. I have a just a spot on here for player of the match. I I I, I vote no player of the match this week. That's, that's what I was thinking. I must tweet out something like that, but I'm like, I don't try to be too negative on there. I'm like, uh, uh, Rasmus. Yeah, you want Jorge? I don't know. You you're a better reporter than me. You pay more attention to the post game press conference. So uh, you want to talk a little about what what Cruz had to say post game? I do. I. I wanted to go, but since the wife was in attendance, I wasn't going to make her wait half an hour, an hour, or whatever to to hear that those is, remarks. That's why I never get to go to them because. My wife goes to every game with me, so. Slash, I went to the presser after the Monterey Bay loss last season. And boy, let me tell you, do I still feel guilty about my performance in that loss? We all like, he was he was mad. And, I, and I'm like, oh God, I feel like I did something wrong in that scenario. So I'm like, oh, we might be getting that again. Oh, uh, teacher's um, mad at me. Yeah, and I didn't even, I didn't even do anything. But... So I, I, so anyway, I watch it back later. He was not nearly as intense on that, but he, he immediately started by accepting responsibility saying it was totally on him, which I get to an extent, like I get the, the coach is, is what needs to prep the players, get them ready, whatnot. But I disagree in this situation. I completely like, I did think it was you... kind of funny. Cause this, wasn't he like, it's totally on me. They did play the game. We expected them to play and prepared for like, I, yeah. that, I mean, that, no, I did. like and... someone that takes credit, but that seems to undermine the totally on me. <laughs> So he's, I get that he wants to kind of defend his, his players to an extent. I just, you know, I don't agree that that is, that is accurate because if you go back to his, to his interviews before the match, he was, he was really driving home the fact that he's like, this is a good team. They started off slow, but like, we cannot be complacent. And he's like, the one thing we have to watch about them is transitional opportunities. He sounds like a fucking prophet after that. I mean, we were a... The team looked complacent out there, and then all the school scoring opportunities—they were in just different elements of of being transitional play. Like that was it's, spot on what happened. I will say though, Benton, is there a bad loss that Louisville City's had in the past several years that you could not say came down to transition opportunities? I mean, that is—I no, mean, I that is the way the they crux, lose games. Yeah, that's that's the crux of it. But I mean, if you know that this is specifically how this how this team is going to play against us, like he said. They came out and played exactly how they expected. So it's not like they threw a curveball and they were in, and there's elements there. It's like, it's exactly what, look, it here, this one purely came down to the players' performances. Like this, this was not a sort of tactical thing. And you go back and I, I forget which player did the, did the media before the match, but they even reiterate like that we can't be complacent. Yep. But it, it kind of looked like maybe they were a bit, you know? So it's, it's a bit disappointing. I, you know, you hate to lose the home opener. You hate to lose the momentum that we had, but maybe this will be a wake-up call for them. Maybe they need this loss to be a catalyst for something better. Because tell you what, this next stretch has me a little bit nervous. 
yeah. going having one having a loss going into playing away at Sacramento Republic, who's really good. Then we're going to play Lexington. That's open cup. I don't really care about that. Then we're going to play Detroit at home. They're bastards. Like that's going to be a testy game. We're better than them, but that's going to be testy as hell. And then after that is San Antonio. Like that's the big one we have circled on the schedule. Like, so having one loss heading into that stretch has me feeling un- uneasy. So I'm really hoping that, that they're really taking the lessons from that match and going to be better moving forward. And let me tell you what, I don't, I don't like the excuse of us not having certain players and that being the reason I get how impactful Brian Ombi is. I get how impactful Josh Widener is, but that can't be the excuse for why we lose because one day we're going to be without those players. Brian Ombi is 33. Josh Widener is all but confirmed leaving midway through this season. Like we have to be able to figure it out without them. All those are great points, Ben. My angry rant. (laughs) But you did miss, I think, the biggest the biggest piece of the loss, which is our empire's gone, man. We were touching both oceans. I don't like that game we anymore. We stretched all the way from the Atlantic to the Pacific, and now it's so, gone. For those not following, USL Tactics, John Morrissey's putting together like a uh, an imperialism sort of thing. So every time you win, you win the other team's like territory in the map, and they just keep the starting map fun thing. was every. Every team owned the county closest to the, where their home stadium is. So map pre-filled in with their, every team has space on it. And then whenever you beat somebody, you get the territory they own. And uh, because of the because of the very good road trip to start the season off, Louisville City had a big chunk of West Coast territory and a big chunk of East Coast territory. And it's all gone now. We don't even own the ground our home stadium's on anymore. I don't like this game anymore. Don't <laughs> like it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, good opportunity good. To pick up. I think Sacramento owns the entire Pacific Northwest right now. So a lot on the table this next week. Yeah, that's a good segue because uh, the Sacramento matches. Is, is it fair? Is it a low key big match or is it just straight up a big match? Either way. Big match. Like, yeah, I think it's fair. I think Sacramento Republic are they had very that likely cup run to be last a playoff year. team. People know who they are. I think it's a it's a big it's a big match. And it's a little misleading because we played them last year and we beat them 3-1, which sounds really awesome. That was like three yeah, or four days on before. Their minds. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was a few days before the US Open Cup final. So we got like we literally got their B team. Like that was not the priority. Their heads were elsewhere. So that and was I, not representative of the team that we'll be facing. I know people typically week. say, Hey, if it comes down to cup match or league match, you focus on the league match. I think that's out of the window when you make it to the final. Oh. If you were in the final, your focus is on the final. <laughs> yeah, and that and that last stretch when you're in the you know, quarterfinals, finals, whatnot. Um, yeah, you're you really honed in and focused on that, especially when they they'd be making history. They'd be like the first team, what in like twenty years, to like first non MLS team in twenty years to to win first, it all. First team since the Richmond Kickers in two thousand, I think, right sometime around there. The Richmond Kickers. There's a there's a team. So. Anyway, big match. We're going to California for that one, which never makes things easier. If you look at the 538. That's uh, home that away from be... home this season. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Brian Ombia. Can they play all the games in California? California. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you look at the 538 odds for this one, like it's razor thin. Like, I think we have barely have the edge, but like at that point, like it's a coin flip. Who like, who gives a shit about like a, just a few percentage points? Like it's, it's going to be a tight one. And, and again, coming off a loss just doesn't make me feel good. 
but I'm hoping that they can channel that into a positive performance. And I don't want to be, I don't want it to be solely because hey, we got Brian Oombe back or we got Josh back. Is Josh even <laughs> going to be back for it? I don't know. Ah, usually uh, miss more than a game for those camps, right? I, figure probably... out. I mean, at least I hope Jordan Scarlett's like feeling better or something. I don't know. I'm nervous, but uh, I'm excited to see what they do. Excited to see how they rebound. And, uh, you know, as of this recording, we're tomorrow morning is going to be the media. So I'm really curious to see what Danny Cruz and the, and the players have to say after that, that performance, I can't imagine the past two days of training have been fun for, for anybody. No. I'm sure it's been a bad week in the office. So elders seem to have a pretty good night. Got that to, got his first professional minutes, got to go to prom. How did I almost forget that? That was the best part. All, of, all smiles of on it. that kid, even though it was a thrill blowout. He, he just he just got signed the academy uh, um, deal, and you know him and the other guy, um, Travis. Uh, why am I forgetting his last name? His they both made the uh, the bench. Colin got just on at the Trav. end, like he said. Trav, yeah, him and Trav. So that was I. I love that, and and Coach Cruz is always very quick to reiterate like these, these players that make it on the pitch and in these contracts and whatnot, they, they earn it. They're not just handing it out. So I'm really like to see the efforts reward. I know he's been a, I've heard that name a number of times prior, prior to this. So I knew he was making his way towards this, but it, it all, it all came together pretty quickly, you know, getting a yeah. contract and immediately getting in. So good for him. Great debut. <laughs> Maybe he gets to play in a, Maybe he gets to come on when we're ahead 3-0 <laughs> next time. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, all right, Ben. I think I think we have dwelled on the, the painful game for long enough. I think uh I think we should pay some bills for the state level guys and come back, talk about the fun game, talk about well the draw. But it was it was I think we're both very excited about it. Talk about the racing game. We'll talk about big perp. Welcome back. I'm I'm still Zach. And I'm still Benton. Benton, racing looks good. Racing played soccer. Like, they controlled the game and passed the ball. I'm excited about this season. We, I think, I think it's fair to say that most fans entered the match optimistic about everything that's happened. And so far, I don't think they have any reasons to doubt that optimism. I think it was a, a good showing. I mean, by and large, like, I was happy. Yeah. So, high-level recap, 0-0 draw on the road at Houston, who's a team they have struggled against previously. I think that from the players, that's like a team they get up for, uh, I don't know, don't like, don't like the the way they play. Yeah. Uh, And, I mean... Did the things that I think you typically don't see racing do. I mean, they actually they took more shots than Houston in that game, um, which is a thing that does not happen often or has historically not happened often for racing. Um, like, especially that first half, really were controlling the pace of the game. Like, like mm-hmm. lots of good long passing sequences. Um, big highlight for me is that left side of the field racing controlled. I feel like everything, all of the buildup was coming down that left side, the, the Carson Pickett side, 
yeah. um uh nice and composed like a lot of creative attacking sequences and some really smart plays uh i thought all of the new players look good basically um so i mean you know it's a zero zero draw which i think people it's it's not a thing people love about soccer this that zero zero draws happen but man just with the way that game played out i feel i feel good about the team this season yeah by and large they felt like you know i'm gonna use air quote like in it more so than we than we've seen in the past. Like they felt very competitive in that game. I thought their passing was was much improved than what we've gotten in like in in full in the past. And uh, you know, one player who I'm particularly excited whose performance was really uh was really a lot of fun for me to watch was uh was Canoe. Yeah. Uchenna Canoe. She was, I mean, she was pressing, she was all over up the front there. Like she she was like a legitimate goal scoring threat. Like, and she's you can been see with the team for like saying, a week. <laughs> I know she's been with them the least. They had the least time to, to adapt and kind of get with her teammates. But she was looking really impressive, particularly early on. I was watching them like, okay, I get it now. Like, I understand. So, yeah. that, I mean, I mean was, we got it, so we got debuts from Canoe up top. Yep. Um, Wong Chuang played last season, so but still fa- a fairly new player for racing uh uh Piku Yamsa played that defensive midfield position uh because Jalen Howell was out for the game uh I thought I thought she looked solid there uh, although probably uh, good to see that she can play other positions but I think she'll probably mostly play center back when That's everyone's healthy thinking. Um, when we got her I didn't realize she could pull, she could play outside the center yeah, back which so is great kind of her she's in the midfield yeah it was yeah. I like that um uh Ari Borges uh kind of played attacking midfielder. She had a great game, I thought. Um, and then Pickett and Airsig, I mean, we I think we know what to expect from them because they played in the league, but still they're they're Louisville City or they're racing Louisville debuts. They look very good. Um welcome additions. Yeah. So I, I thought all of the new players looked great. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, you know, no nobody I think had a had a had a bad outing. Like the team looked you could tell it was the beginning of the season. Like, sure, there's some, some, some issues that are going to get worked out over time, but there felt like there, there was a good connectivity, like a connectiveness with the squad, and this is like their first competitive match together. So that was really inspiring to see. Really pleased about that one. Uh, I guess my only, my only negative is that I think there was some, maybe some a little bit of sloppy play on the back line, but I mean, we had some injuries. I think it's not like the starting back four. We would normally expect to put out when everyone's healthy and it's early in the season. Like people got to players have to develop relationships, especially the center back pairing. I mean, we saw it with Louisville city. It's hard to, to throw new matchups there. So that's an early season thing, but I think that was like an area I highlighted for some improvement. I think, I think we could tighten up some of that back backline play a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I, there, I mean, there were a couple of scary moments, but like you pointed out, like first time we're seeing these these three on the on the back line with one another, like that's one of the things that just takes takes time to develop. And all things considered, they I mean, we didn't get scored on, so at the end of the day, they did their job. Yeah, looking at here, the stats like, right now, I mean, just a very even game, which on yeah. the road. At uh, I mean, who knows how good they'll be this season? But they were a playoff team last season. 
Houston. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that makes the one numbers, this numbers that stand out to me that make me really happy about their performance for the shots. Like, I feel like we got off a, like up. Uh, we were a lot, we got off a lot more shots. We we're a lot more dangerous than we've been in the past. And again, like, like we keep saying this first time this and team is playing together like this. So this is very promising to see that early on the road. Good shots too. I mean, mm -hmm. a couple of really good uh, scoring chances None of them went in, but I, I wouldn't say the team shot poorly. It was just, uh, I mean, Houston has a really good keeper. Uh, so, I mean, you know, that, it's going to happen. Sometimes you get good board? shots and they'll go in. But, I, I mean, if they if they keep creating like that, they're going to score this season, which is what I want to see. Tanu and Borges had some real big opportunities. I mean, we, I mean, we could easily win that 2-0. Two, two so I mean, you're not you're not going to bury all of them, but like just the fact that we're we're creating these opportunities was the inspiring part. You're not again, you're not going to bury all of them, but the creation is what we needed. Man, I know I already bragged on it a little bit, but I'm feeling better and better about that trade for Pickett and and Ersig. Yeah, Emily Fox is very good. This is not disparaging Emily Fox. Ideally, we would have both of them, but I think this game really showed off. They both play the same position, but she brings a lot to the table that, that even someone as good as Fox didn't because she is so good in the buildup and passing. Um, like, you know, she really, the, she was really instrumental to the team being able to work the ball up the field. Um, yeah. And I think is a big reason why that looks so much better for them than it has in the past. And you can't forget the uh, the veteran leadership that she, that she brings with all of her time in the league. You know, I can't speak to North Carolina how that trade fared for them. I'm not as familiar with their roster and their problems, yada yada. But for us, like it it, it feels like a win. Like I feel like we did well, and that it's a tough pill to swallow, especially if you're an Emily Fox fan. Yep. But uh, I, it it works, and so far, you know, I'm I'm still pleased with it. I don't have any reason to to, to second guess that one. She helps out a lot in an area that has been trouble for racing for two seasons now, which is not necessarily set pieces because I think Demello is a very good free kick taker, but corner kicks have been a source of lots of trouble for racing for for two seasons. And I think not only did the team pick up some really good, strong players who can be targets on corner kicks. But she, I mean, that's, that is her specialty. I want to say her left foot. She has so much touch uh, on the ball. She lofts those crosses in for corners. Just yeah, it, perfect. It, it's it, every corner. I feel like gives the opportunity a chance to uh, gives the team an opportunity to score a goal. Yeah. Yeah. She looked good. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. Pickett only took the corners from one side. I think Wong was taking some from, yes. from the other. Is that correct? So she's left footed. So, the team had her taking all of the uh, our left, yeah, all the left side of the left corner corners, and Schwang took the the right corners. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean they they both look good again. Like you know, aside from like you know, just the the, the defense developing together, like they were they were the the positives greatly outweigh the negatives in this one, especially I mean, if you have your expectations kind of in line for this. But I think. Again, like like I said at the top, the reason for optimism, like we're we're seeing it, we're seeing why people surrounding the team were so excited about this, and we're kind of being proven right, if you will, about all these acquisitions and all the excitement that we were having for that. So I just hope that continues, and this wasn't like a you know a, a blip on the radar.
she's so good. She's one of the only players that FIFA has decided to consistently put the actual face on when I'm playing <laughs> Racing Louisville. I feel like every game I play, it's a photorealistic Carson Pickett and then 10 generic <laughs> computer players. That's pretty much because that's what it is. They uh, they put them in the game, but they didn't do a ton beyond that. Like The thing that confuses me, so like Savannah DeMello, her actual face was in there like the first game I played. And then since then, it has been just a generic computer face. It's like the game forgot to, to put her real face on it anymore. I've had players pop in and out of having their actual face and then default back. I think... Maybe it's maybe something's going on with an update. They still don't have the kits in there either. It's still last yeah. year's home jersey. There's a, there's a reason I think why it was delayed from its initial thing. They uh, half the half the team is not even on the roster yet. <laughs> We've talked about all these great new acquisitions, but uh, yeah, Canoe, Pikiamsa, uh I think basically Pickett and Airsig are the only players they picked up that are actually added to the roster yet. Yeah, let's hope after a few updates they kind of clean a lot of that stuff up. I, I'm, you know, the model stuff like it's always going to be is what it is. Like they never actually like look great. Just put the players in there, get the right kits and stuff. Like get the base down at it's least. It's like you a know? mid. It's a mid game update. I mean, you know, the game came out last year. I understand it's probably kind of rushed. They didn't add any stadiums or anything. It would be really cool next year when when that when the next game proper comes out. I I am really hoping that Lynn Finley Stadium makes it in there. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Probably not. Don't, it won't. No, don't hold your breath. Like a lot of the MLS, most I don't think any of the MLS teams actually have their own stadium in there. The NWS is not yeah. going to get them first. Uh, BMO Field's in there because I just played against Angel City, and it was the it was their actual field. Oh, that BMO. Okay, so the, <laughs> that pisses the, me off. Yes, it's yeah. annoying. The press release. Uh, am I the only one that sees Adventure Time BMO every time I? Hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to now, but, but no, the, the thing no, is anyway, here, the press release said that six of the NWSL stadiums were in there, which I assume is the six that play at MLS stadiums currently. That's I didn't know that they had all those in there. I'll have to explore that more, but no, the thing with BMO is, is that I'm a Toronto FC fan and they had, that was BMO stadium. That's the name of their stadium. That's been that for way for a long time. Like, well, it was named after a bank and... I know I it's know. a Canadian bank. I'm pretty sure. Well, it's bullshit but I, that they have two now. It's annoying. It's confusing. No, the L.A. stadium was named after a different bank, and I'm wondering if it got bought. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. I wonder if the bank got bought. Because it was Bank okay. of California. Yeah, stadium. I knew that. Okay. Yeah. So that I'm wondering might, that... if I'm wondering if there was a bank acquisition or, I don't know, banks banks go out of business sometimes. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm Okay. I'm more forgiving of that now, if, if that is the case, rather than being like, hey, let's, uh, let's put our name on another stadium. It's more I, like we acquired them. In well, it's the, kind of like okay, there's I guess like we got deal with it. Forty Toyota fields. Everybody's got a Toyota field. Yeah. Uh, Our Alliance uh, field. You know. Yeah. You got one in Berlin. Anyway, or, I mean, or... I'm ready to be disappointed because it's an EA game, but it would be cool if Lynn Famous Stadium was in a game at some point. <laughs> Not hold my breath, but maybe eventually. Yeah. I'll settle for having the actual roster and the actual kits and like. <laughs> All those face scans they took. They took the scans. They have the data. Yeah. I don't know, man. You got it. anything else to... <laughs> Any other angle on that game? Or were we going to rant about FIFA for a little more? Uh, 
No, not not on the Houston game. I know we got the uh, the home opener to talk about, and then we had that other uh, other tad bit of news we went went to get to. Do you want to talk yeah, about so, uh, Washington home o- home opener? Which yeah, kind of nice to have the home openers a week apart like this. I, I feel like last season we were playing it's just Louisville City for a while. Uh so I, I like having the teams start at roughly the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Washington Spirit, they got a big game. They got very boring kits. Oh, yeah. They got the black with the, like, what is it, copper crest or whatever? Yeah, whatever. The They're like, we, cre- we made hour. the crest shiny. Will that will that excuse us just having a plain white and a plain black kit? I'm shaking my head. <laughs> People can't see that. Ugh. Whatever. Had a tough season last season, but were the champions the year before. Hard team to read for me. Like... I feel like they could be great or terrible this season. They they're like of all of the teams, they seem to have the widest range of possibilities. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what to expect from them. I corner for this particular match, I'm more so focused on racing and I want them to continue the positive performance that they had from Houston. I want them to have a have a good outing, you know. Well, win, loss or draw, I just I want them to look good. I want there to be continued reason for optimism and something to kind of build from, if that makes sense. Yeah, big thing I'm watching this game is Trinity Rodman has chewed racing up. I feel like just about every time they played. So I think an an interesting test of this new look racing is like how how are they able to contain her that game? I think yeah. that'll that that's that's an important matchup to watch. It will be a fun one to watch. But yeah, I just I really just I want them to string something. Taco d- Truck at the stadium good. was a big hit. Oh, we got. I forgot we didn't mention we were talking about the home opener. Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, my my wife got some of the tacos. Got good reviews. Yeah, uh, they they did take away my I because I took every opportunity to complain about the lack of vegetarian options on every survey I got. Uh, they did reward me by taking away the uh, vegetarian bratwurst that they had last year. So not only not only did I not get my wish, we it's actually been downgraded. <laughs> we're at the wrong direction and i heard this was interesting somebody sitting near me said that they don't have the bourbon slushies anymore which i understood were, were a big hit i hadn't hadn't gotten one yet or i guess i won't get one now um but they're apparently not available anymore so huh. i don't know if it was just for that but, game or what uh i like having the the food truck there i i yeah. i would they got a little space back there. Like if that is a thing that continues to grow, I'll be happy with that. More, the more food trucks, the better. Yeah. Yeah. More. Yeah. I like, I like the idea of having a variety of food options. In beyond general, just I think food truck food is better food. than stadium food. So the more food trucks we get in there, I'm happy. Yep. I agree with that one. RIP, RIP hometown pizza slash craft. I, like I liked pizza. having a local thing in there. I don't think I've ever had Papa Murphy, so I'm going to reserve judgment on that. But I liked uh, I liked Craft House. Uh, I'm not bringing an oven with me to the stadium, so I'm a little confused by Papa Murphy's being there. I think you're the first person to make that joke, Zach. <laughs> uh, it's only original jokes here on the podcast. I'm a very <laughs> creative person. <laughs> but yeah, I'll get it. It is weird to build your brand on that and then do things like get stadium. <laughs> oh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I've just ne- I've never had it, so I'm gonna reserve judgment. But I did like bad. yeah, craft house, uh, whatever you call it. it, was good. Hometown. That's the word I was looking for. Hometown. Yeah, miss hometown. Hometown was great. They always supported 
we'll see stuff. I was happy oh, yeah, when they've they been, they been they've been supporters for for a long time. I wonder if they just I I wonder if they just got priced out or if their whole like divorce kind of. I think the business the divorce house. probably threw that yeah, whole they, thing off. Yeah, yeah, that was probably because I think it happened what midway or at least like midway sometime last, during just, last season. I we I remember we had the the women's cup, and that was the first time I saw the craft house pizza thing. I was like, oh, did they? change out the pizza vendor like just for the women's cup did someone buy specifically the women's cup and then i came back for the next game and it was still there i was like oh it's just gone and then then i read the story that hometown kind of changed names half the hometowns became craft pizzas yeah weird anyway we love we love hometown here on the podcast yeah we do i do they host watch parties they've always it's always been fun So we do have one piece of news that I thought this was pretty exciting. This and some think, people might not care, but some people are going to really like this one. I don't think any of us would have noticed this if you hadn't pointed it out. I think this is your scoop. <laughs> yeah, I liked in the we got the email. It was that buried in that email. You had to click a link to see it. Yeah, it was. But I mean, the the reason I clicked on it is because it was so like loud on it, and I'm like, oh, this must be referencing the season uh, ticket event things. I don't know what these are. Let me click on these because. And I did that, and I saw the thing about the film session, like a tactical film session for fans sometime in, in April. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is right up my alley. Some people That's might fun. not care when they get in the weeds I would like love... this, but like, I'm going to bring my notebook. I'm going to sit in the front of the class. I want I'm someone who knows about this to tell me how the game works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these people have forgotten more soccer than I'll ever know, but just I want to taste. Like I want to see it. I want to. I want to go through it like they do. We obviously think, won't get to that level, but I want. I'm with the one-on-one class. I'll take it. If either of us, if either of us wins that draw, you think we could sneak our whole over thirty team in with us? Everybody bring yeah. pencils. Have a film sesh. <laughs> Tell I, us I, how I, not to get stomped again. Be uh, fifteen years younger. Be in. <laughs> be uh, faster in shape. and have more endurance. I will say, I will say, I scored a goal the other night. It was great. And I'm damn happy. It was about from about two feet out. That's the I only place say, I'm going to score out, from. I think a very strong attacker on our team was was holding up the other defender and and clearing out space for you. So that was a very rare occurrence. That was a, you know, a defender scoring. I was thrilled. I wasn't having. I guess I had an okay game before that, but I got. I was the other attacker. Sent- I don't know if that was clear enough on the. And <laughs> I thought Juan was up there too. Juan put in the cross. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You great. Pull, you great cross. Thank you for that. But um, I didn't know what to do with my hands when I scored. But. The best anyway. thing is, and I think I think that goal made it like eight to one. Oh yeah! Like oh, that. No, that just all that did was ruin their clean sheet. The That's whole all team lost it. Everyone was, people were picking you up at midfield. Everybody was running and screaming. And the other team was looking at us like we were insane. This is, that's one of those things that anytime you have somebody who like just never scores score, you're like, holy shit. Like, this is like, this is a big deal. Like, yeah, we were losing eight. No, we were better than that score line though. That was a fun team to play. And I feel we like we were not I, better I, than that team. <laughs> I think it was closer. No, I don't, I don't think that score line fully reflects it. That was a fun team to play. I enjoyed that one. They're too fast. So I was that playing on the, the wing and like they kept running fast and and they didn't have to stop and recover after they made full full field runs like I do. And it's just they 
you're in, you shouldn't be in good shape like that when you're playing in the over 30 league. It's not fair. It's not fair. I think a requirement of it is you have to consume so many beers a week or something you like get that. One you get know? one run and then you got to walk for 30 seconds to a minute. You can't run all the way down the field and then run all the way back the other direction. It's just not fair to the other teams. My, my energy system is just built different. Like I, I do like the, I'll do the long running thing. I can do the long consistent stuff, but the start stop quick burst of soccer, like it's still hard on my system. I'm still trying to adapt to that. Boy, we got off topic, didn't we? It's still soccer. It's on topic. Yeah. The people want to hear us ramble. But the film session thing, if you're a season ticket holder, look at your emails. There one came out for racing. Pretty confident there's going to be one for Little City. I don't know when that will come out or when that will be or whatnot. But I don't know. Like, it, sounds I, I, it sounds really cool to me, and I'm very excited about it. I'll be in the front of the class. That's where you'll see me. <laughs> Bring my trapper keeper. Take some notes. I'll bring my typewriter. I'll type up notes. <laughs> Just get a, get that a portable thing one. down on the desk. You're clacking away and everybody's distracted. My goodness. <laughs> my goodness. All right, Zach, do you have any, any last thoughts? Is there anything that we had failed to go over? I think we covered it all. Okay. All right. Well, good deal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning in. Let's cheer on. Louisville City as they play Sacramento this weekend and then the home opener for racing against Washington Spirit. I want six points for Louisville this weekend. I'm manifesting it. Hope it happens. Another one anyway. of six-point weekends. Yes. Anyway. Is that uh we didn't mention it. That what day of the week is the racing game? That's the it's Saturday. Is, it's Saturday. Yeah, that's so, why I'm like come I'm out Saturday for myself now. Saturday. Yep. Saturday. For racing and Saturday night, late night, late night West Coast game for Louisville City. Be there. Look for Drink look for coffee. the sweet new jacket. We'll find Benton. No, it's uh, I don't, I'll wear that for Louisville City games because it's all Louisville City stuff. I like to respect oh, Louisville yeah, and wear racing purple. stuff. There we go. Yeah, I, I have I, I, yeah I have a clear delineation in my in my dress. I wear the same so. thing for both. Anyway, let's wrap this up so people can move on to the next podcast in their queue. My name's Benton. I'm Zach. We will catch you guys next week. Bye, Marauders. Bye, y'all. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.